What is going on, guys? My name is Meg, and across from me, virtually, my flock friend basketball connoisseur, Garrett Howe. And at this point, I, I feel like it's just a fever dream to say to my right would be executive owner, president of All You Need to Know, the show we talk about everything and learn about nothing, Quinn Eden. He is not here again, unfortunately. In due time. In due time, that's right. I would say we're just a virtual podcast at this point. Yeah, you know, such is life, you know? It's part of it. Yeah. I th I think we'll be live soon, though. We, me and you've had some talks about it. I don't oh, think yeah. it's far out. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Hopefully not. But, uh... Anyway, guys, yeah, this is the Press Breaker Podcast, episode 12, coming at you guys on a great Thursday afternoon in uh, very sunny Kentucky. 70 degrees outside. It's going to heat up, though. Day. It's going to heat back up, though. Yeah, Kentucky weather actually sucks mega, you know, what. Uh, just because, like, it'll be 70, high 60s all week, and then next week it's going to be 85 again. And then the yeah. week after that's going to pour down rain. It's just, it's just, it is <laughs> yeah. just this cycle of endless hell, essentially. Yeah. I mean, the weather, the weather in Kentucky is actually terrible. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure time. Mother Nature just like gets a wheel app on her phone. Just says, "All right, what are we going to make Kentucky do today?" Spins I mean, I respect that. That's how I make important decisions in my life as well. So, I mean, I respect that. Yeah, you can't go wrong with the wheel, man. Like, okay. if you're trying to hang out, you're trying to do something, you don't know what to do. It's my favorite way to decide where to go to eat with a group of people. Yeah. Because it's just like, especially if it's something like uh, pizza, you put all the options in your general area on there and you just spin that thing. Yeah. And there you go. Like last time we were together with like, with like everybody, uh, when we were got done playing mini golf, they forgotten past. Then where do we want to go eat? Spun the wheel and <laughs> sure enough, it disappointed us with Dairy Queen, but hey. Hey, live by the wheel, die by the wheel. Hey, my flamethrower wasn't terrible. I'll never forget. Good. I'll never forget that time. Me, you, and Quinn, along with some other friends, went up there. Me and Quinn got that new A one burger. Oh, <laughs> that oh, that was not A one on the burger, man. It was not no. A one. Oh, I remember you and Quinn both like simultaneously lifting up the top bun and just like looking because it just like wasn't. <laughs> yeah. it wasn't what it was supposed to be. No. That was the biggest disappointment I think I've ever seen or gotten in my entire life. The DQ in the beautiful Draftonville, Kentucky, is actually a disgrace most oh, of the time. Oh, it's so bad. And they close whenever they want to close, dude. Like, sometimes <laughs> it'll be 7. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it'll be 7.15 and they're just shut out. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a, a Moonlight Blizzard or whatever they're called. Moonshake. Uh, yeah, I will say, sometimes they're good, but, like, overall... The ice cream hits, like, every time yeah. the ice cream hits. Overall D-plus for that Dairy Queen, though, for yeah, sure. Yeah, just D-plus for Dairy Queen in general, man. That's fair. But, you know, I don't think it would make my top ten fast food list. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Now I'd make my top ten ice cream places. Oh, yeah. Easy, right? Yeah, but top ten ice cream, number one, has to be Cold Stone, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But... It's funny you say that. I say that. It's funny we say that. We're talking about it. Because today, for the 12th episode of the Press Breaker podcast, we are going to be dissecting our, meaning me and Garrett, 
have different lists here. We have comprised this list this afternoon for the show. Our top 10 point guards in the NBA. Now, I do have a question because we weren't exactly detailed on this. Mm-hmm. Is it your top 10 going into the season or top 10 just like primes? Like, if I wanted to put, like, ugh, let's just say 42-year-old Jason Kidd was in the league, would it mm-hmm. be like prime Jason Kidd or like now Jason Kidd? So I went with, like, if I looked at all the 30 starting point guards right now, what they are right now, I just would choose from them. Okay, so right now, not primes. Not primes, but I would okay. say healthy, if that makes sense, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You could definitely – yeah, yeah, yeah. I valued yeah. injuries in mine as well, but I just didn't know if we were talking about triple-doubles triple doubles over three seasons, three consecutive seasons, Russell Westbrook, or like Russell Westbrook right now. I went Russell Westbrook right now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Me too. But yeah, guys, we're talking about the top 10 point guards. And I think how we're going to do it is I think we should go from 10 to 1 and we should alternate. Like, you should give your number 10. I should give my number 10. You give your number 9. I give my number 9. I'm with that. All that stuff. So, would you like to start us off or would you like me to start off? I will say I, I do will. have four I do have four honorable mentions. Did you make any honorable so- mentions? I was going to say that as well, that I have a couple honorable mentions for me. Okay. Um, you start with your honorable ahead mentions. Be- okay, so my honorable mentions would be, uh, and I'm going with this just based off, like, I think their ceiling could be that, right? Except for one of them, which the top honorable mention is James Harden, because when James Harden plays point guard, he's pretty good. Like, he is probably, if James Harden played point guard all the time, to me, he'd probably be a top five point guard on my list. If we're being honest, um, well, wow, we are already seeing some differences. Do you have him on your list? Yeah, and See, he's like, I have... he's respectably on my list too. Yeah, he'd be on mine too, but I didn't know if we were counting him, so I just didn't do it. He plays the point guard. Ten... He does sometimes, but Kyrie also does it too, and I put Kyrie on my list because I just went with like the like the actual. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just yeah. like. Yeah, the yeah, list yeah. position is what I went with, but I, I'm glad you put them on your list because I would too, and maybe we'll just leave we'll just leave it that. Mother two, I think uh, Shay. I think Shay has the ability to be really really good. Interesting. And the top and the top ten point guard. Interesting. Um. And I th- uh, you know what? No, I was gonna say maybe D'Lo, but the more I think about it, I don't think I don't think his ceiling. Maybe it could, but I don't know. I don't know if he's got that ceiling anymore. If this was like 2018 D-Lo, I'd say, yeah, his ceiling would be top 10. But I don't know if it is now, so I take that back. Yeah, not, not very interesting. I like that, though. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so what's your other honorable mention? Did you, that was you the, said that you was were going to do D-Lo? Okay. Yeah, I was going to, but I'm going to take it back for now until right. I see some 2018 D-Lo back. I have, back four, I have four honorable mentions. Okay. My first one is Russell Westbrook. Ooh. Because he he's been flip he's flipped teams a lot, you know, three in the past mm-hmm. four years. Is that right? Yep. And it's just hard for him to find his footing. Now, when I say honorable mention, I am the biggest Russell Westbrook advocate. Gert can Gert can attest or he can uh, vouch for me on that. I think on you, one of the episodes I was defending Russell Westbrook it, super hard. You voiced it either last you voiced it last week or the week before. I can't yeah, remember yeah, which yeah. one. 
Yeah, you guys know I'm a big fan of Russell Westbrook. He's just in a difficult spot right now, hasn't been able to find his footing. That's why he's an honorable mention. That's, that is the only reason why. He is. He definitely has, the, he can be better than half the people on my top ten list any given day. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on that. My other three, Mike Conley, one-time All-Star. Mm, Blasphemous that he's a one-time All-Star. He should have been at least a two- or three-time All-Star, in my opinion. He almost cracked my, like, bottom three. Oh. Almost threw him in. Um, the Aaron Fox. Mm, I, just th- I just think his team, he's good, but his numbers would be better, assist- like, playmaking-wise, if he had some good people around him. So it's oh, not he could really be averaging like ten assists. Yeah, it's not really his fault, but I mean stats don't lie. I'm putting him in the honorable mention. And then we have Lamelo Ball, who averaged sixteen, six and six, very good numbers. He's just young, you know. He he hasn't really cemented himself in the league yet. Yeah, his ceiling. It's like a like I mentioned with Shea. It's it's very it's up there. It yeah. can be very mm-hmm. high. Okay, so all right. Uh, who do you have for your number 10 on your point? My number list? 10 is De'Aaron Fox. Okay. I think. Okay. I think that he's there. It's like you said, it's nothing really he can do at this point. He's young. He's fast. He's athletic. His He improves his shooting year by year. He He's just an all-around point guard. And I, I really think he's in that top 10 mix now. Okay. It's funny you say that because my number 10 is Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Look at that. So we're already pretty close on pace here. Yeah, uh, I think it's gonna get different. Shea though. can play defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can play make, even though he doesn't have the most gifted offensive presence around him. You know, mm-hmm. Lou Dort is a great defender, but his offensive game isn't really there. Which it it's might still come developing. In. Yeah, yeah, it's it might still come developing. in. But I mean, that that's really it. You know, like he manages to average good stats all the way around the board with not really having the best supporting cast around him. Yep. So that's why I thought he edged out De'Aaron Fox a little bit. Now, obviously, there's going to be more times than not that De'Aaron Fox is scoring more than Shea. Mm-hmm. But it's not all about scoring at the end of the day. Nope. He's a about great turnovers. size for a point guard, plays good defense yep. for a point guard, and that's why he cracks my number 10. Yeah, I, what kept Shea out for me is just uh, essentially so far we've just seen one season. Right, like he had his good rookie campaign, but obviously wasn't a starter. And then last year he only played half the year, so I just went, you know, since I've only seen it once, which I think he'll do it until he retires. I just was, that was kind of my thought process on it because we've been we've seen it from De'Aaron now three or four years in a row. Yeah. So that was my that was my only differentiation there. Yeah. Um. All right. So into my number nine, Jamal Murray. I think that after his playoff stint in the bubble and just that whole uh, 2019, 2020 year in general, he kind of started to prove that he is not just some uh, guard who is like essentially feeding off his situation. Like he's actually a very good scoring guard, can defend well, handles the ball well, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Like he's just a all around good point guard who I think is a real reason the Nuggets have success. It's not just all on Jokic at this point. You know what? He didn't make my list. I'm not surprised. And to be honest with you, 
like I saw his name, right? Like, like I 100% knew I wasn't putting him on the list. You, it just didn't jump out at you. You just didn't feel it. I forgot about his playoff stint that he had. That oh. was amazing. I totally forgot about that, and I was just going off his, like, regular season stuff, which is not bad, but you can tell he's clearly second fiddle to Jokic, and his regular season stuff just isn't that impressive to me. Like, obviously it's impressive, but nothing, mm -hmm. like, stands out to me. So, do I feel bad? Yeah. I'll 100% I'll add him to the honorable mentions because he deserves that. I forgot about his, like, super dope playoff run. Man, I thought he kind of continued it going into this last season until he, you know, tore his ankle. Yeah. So, I think he's trending. Well, he was trending right direction. Yeah, you we'll know what? what? You know what? Nah, I'll just, I'll just... I'll just act oh, no. like I'm accounting injuries for everything, and so he didn't make the list because of injuries. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Totally calculated it. Hundred percent. You knew. <laughs> you knew. Uh, but anyways, number nine on my list is none other than Kyle Lowry. I think. He, mm. What? No, he just didn't crack my list, but I thought about him. I looked at his name for a good, a good hot second. I mean, he plays I, I extremely good it. defense at the guard position for being what is he six two? Yep. Um, Dump truck. <laughs> he's got an absolute <laughs> caboose on him, <laughs> and it just mesmerizes the enemy team into shooting badly. But no, for real though, he plays really good defense, and he can he can play make extremely well. He can space the floor. He can facilitate. He can get the open man the shots, and he's super. He's super aware about how he's mm -hmm. doing inside of the game. So if he's having a good game, he will he will do more things off the ball. He will let others create so he can be open. But if he's having a bad game, he just will only pass, and he doesn't try to force things, which I feel like is a gift that not a lot of point guards have. I feel like being a point guard and you're having a bad game, it's really easy to get selfish and try to like accelerate yourself. And sometimes it just never works out. So a lot of times in the NBA, we see point guards who are having really bad statistical games because they just never can get anything started. But it just seems like Kyle Lowry is super smart about that and knows where to get started, even if it's not necessarily making buckets or having the ball in your hand a lot. Yeah, so I was going to say, I've been telling you that forever. Like, we've always agreed on that. That's one of my favorite things about Kyle Lowry is that he is, like you said, he's always aware. If he is shooting bad, he stops shooting. Like, I remember if it wasn't in the final series against the Warriors, it wasn't the Eastern Conference Finals, like, he was 0 for 7 and just stopped. Yeah. And he finished, like, 2 for 9, and there was probably layups or something. Like, he just started facilitating the ball and, and playing defense and not worrying about getting his own points because he knew he could create points around him. Yeah, and – He's actually really good at playmaking when that's the thing that he's focusing on. Yep. Uh, he, he's super creative with the ball when it comes to getting it in teammates' hands. So, yeah. Also, starting point guard on a championship team two years ago. So, I mean, he knows how to win, and, yeah, that's why he's number nine. There might be a little bias in it, but to be honest, I mean, I feel like the stats back it up. I feel bad for him now. I don't, I don't like the heat. Yeah. I, I just... I think he's in a worse situation, potentially, so poor guy. We'll see, though. I could be totally wrong, but yeah. we'll find out. Uh, all right, on to my number eight. Now, this might be a shocker. I don't know, but Kyrie Irving, number eight for me. I just – I kind of factored in that he does play off the ball more now. 
uh, but he still has probably the best handles in the league. He can still score in the paint pretty much anytime he wants. But I just think he is out of everybody else ahead of him. I think he is kind of peaked for per se. Yeah. And I don't know if he has anywhere left. And I just obviously it just doesn't seem like he is really worried about basketball anymore. But he's still talented enough to make my top ten. I would say, like, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Like if, he, if he's focused, he's a top ten point guard. Kyrie Irving did not make my list purely because, in my eyes, he played shooting guard for like all of the season, and James Harden was like the primary point guard. Yeah, I, now that, I've battled with that the whole time. Yeah, their roles and positions can they easily switch around? But I just feel yeah. like James Harden is the point guard of that team now. No disrespect yep. to Kyrie, if it was the other way around, he would be very respectably on my list. The only reason they're he's better. not is because I feel like he is playing shooting guard. And they're better when he does, because from what I saw, every time Kyrie was spot-up shooting, he was making it. Yeah, dude, he's such a good spot-up shooter. So, yeah, I obviously we're on the same page with that. Kyrie is definitely turning more into shooting guard. I just decided to go with like their OG position when I made the list. That's pretty much how I true. Came that, to yeah, my that's conclusion. fair. That's fair. My number eight. We talked about Kyrie or Kyle Lowry being a 2019 starting point guard. Number eight is my 2021 Finals championship team starting point guard. I got Drew Holiday in at my like number it. eight. He. There's really nothing to say about him. He just does everything, and he does it all efficiently. I would say he's the most complete point guard in the NBA right now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he's what is he six five, six six? Maybe he is six three. He's six we overshot, three. Really? We, we used me and you used to overshoot his height. He is six three. Looked it up. Wow, uh, that's crazy. I thought he was. Taller. He plays so much taller though. He's long. He's very yeah, long. Pause. But <laughs> I would like. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I agree. His wingspan is like. So high, and we'll have to find. We'll have to look it up eventually. I'll look it up right now while you're talking. Yeah, and you know, starting point guard for the past championship Bucks team, he can play make, he can shoot, he can create, he can drive, he can play defense. He like there's literally like not much to say. He can just do it all, and he does it all well. I think his facilitating is underrated a little bit too. Like it's not something that's really talked about because his defense is so good, but you don't, like, in the finals, you didn't see him making a lot of mistakes, and he's going up against the likes of Chris Paul, who's one of the best point guards ever. Yeah. So, also, his wingspan is six foot seven. Yeah, so, that's not bad at all. No, pretty big arms as well. 60, what would that be, 69 inches? Nice. Nice. Uh, no, yeah, it'd, be 70. Uh, it'd be 70, sorry. You're close enough. Yeah, I was close enough. I was just thinking about it. Hey, it's game inches, man. Uh, all right, so your number eight was Kyrie Irving. My number seven. Are you ready? Yep. Drew Holiday. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you have I so you value him a little more than I do. And I, I think that's like I said about Kyrie. I think he's hitting his peak. I think that Drew Holiday's also hit his peak. But obviously, like we just talked about, he does everything, right? Yeah. Like he defends, passes, takes care of the ball, uh, and shoots and scores well. He's a little inconsistent at times, but with the inconsistency he makes up with everything else he does on the court. So I think we're right on par there. Seven, eight range. I think that's a good spot for Drew Holiday, the way he's playing right now. Okay. Yep. Fair. My number seven is none other than the Murray state legend. John Morant. Um, I put him over Drew Holiday really because of age and potential. Uh, Drew Holiday is in his late twenties, maybe even 30, maybe even like 30 or 31. Now I'm pretty sure it's late twenties still though. Uh, 
But John Morant, you know, came into the league two years ago, I believe, 2019. Yes. You're uh, correct. Came into the league in 2019, and he's just done nothing but get better. Uh, super explosive. You know, he shows shades of Russell Westbrook back in his OKC days. And he can facilitate extremely well. His shot is a little weak, but I do think that's something that can come in. I just don't think he shoots enough. He, he can't get that consistency down because he doesn't shoot enough. So I think in due time, he will become a better shooter. His defense is a little lackluster, but just because of his build and his size, he can get it done on the defensive end. I think if he works on his footwork and his uh, just his hand-eye coordination when it comes to defense, I think he can become a pretty good defender. And the fact that he's, what, 22, 23, however old he is. Yeah, that's about right. Um, <laughs> I, just, I value age a lot when it comes to point guards on my team, mm-hmm. or on my list, so... Yeah, I think I think or John Morant just barely edges out Drew Holiday. All right, so here's the thing: I did not put John Morant on my list. Wow. And now, and now I think I I have made a correction to where he's on there, but I can't decide if I want to keep it. I'm thinking for a second, because if if I keep him on here, he's at six, and I will be removing Russell Westbrook from my list. Oh wow. So. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna leave Jaw at six, and I move someone else up, and I took Russell Westbrook out. So honorable mention was Russell Westbrook. We're on the same page with that. Look, looky there. All right, with Jaw, same thing. Age is important to me as well. Wait, so who's uh, your number seven? Drew Holiday. Oh, oh Already yeah, I forgot. You go yeah. first. I forgot you're like you yeah. start the number. My bad. Yeah. So six. Yeah, John ja Morant. Um. So everything you said, I'll piggyback off that. And I, I'm a big thing with age, uh, injury history. I like his injury history. There is none. And that's kind of wild to say for how he attacks the basket, just ruthlessly doesn't give a rip about how he lands ever. And it's might get it, him it injured does, one day, but it does. Derrick Rose was pretty similar. Yeah. Hate to say that, but it, it's just a fact. But it's like you said, his, his shooting can be good. He just has to get the reps in. I think his defense, like you said, it has a good base. He seems to be have pretty long arms. Like he can, and he's fast. So he can move around well, keep up with all the guards in the league. I think his passing is getting better too, and the way he takes care of the ball. He's not somebody that forces anything. And I think it also helps him to have a running mate that's at the same age as him and Jaron Jackson. I think that's big for him. And I, I just think he's a really, he's like your ideal point guard at this point almost. Yeah. Uh, I agree. So that was your number six, right? That was my number six, so your number six now. My number six is the 2021 NBA Finals runner-up starting point guard, Christopher Paul. Now, I like it. I told you guys I value age a lot, and Chris Paul's just getting up there in age. Um, Old man status. But when you look at him, he's playing extremely well. Uh... With his age, he can't be as explosive, so he's gotten a lot more efficient uh, from the field. He's gotten a lot more... uh, He's doing a better job at getting open looks and knocking down the contested ones. He's making every single shot he takes count because he knows his days of shooting are coming to a close, you know? He knows that his career is on the downhill when it comes to age. Uh, Stats-wise, it might be downhill, but it sure doesn't feel like it when you watch him. Um, He's still just playing good defense... Uh, he's just really being an off-ball menace. Uh, 
He can shoot extremely well. He can facilitate. Everybody knows he can facilitate. He can throw the lobs to DeAndre Ayton, and they're on point every single time. And, I mean, it's Chris Paul, man. Do we really have to explain? No. No, we do not. And Chris Paul is, at this point, kind of starting to remind me of, like, a, like a Tom Brady almost, in a way. Like, obviously, we're not a football podcast. But, like, he is, like, the person who runs the team, and he just is not slowing down. And he all. just knows how to win at whatever like age said, with whatever team he's with. It's like you said, he's adjusted his game a little bit, but it, he doesn't have to do a ton because he's still fast. And he he always has had a good game shooting, passing around the rim. He's pretty solid defensively. So it's he's still very dominant. And it is wild to say it, him being, what, 36 now? Yeah, something of the sort. Which is pretty, pretty old for an NBA point guard, yeah. honestly. Especially one that good. So. And I think um, the craziest stat I think I've ever seen when it relates to the NBA is that Chris Paul and the Thunder stat, where, like, when he got traded to OKC or when he signed, whatever happened. No, he got traded. That's right, he got traded for Russell Westbrook. Uh, The Thunder had, like, a 0.6% chance to make the playoffs, and they did. They ended up making them. the playoffs. It just Not shows... Him and Shea were really good together. It just shows how good he is at making the people around him better. And at winning games. I don't know if you remember it, but that like graphic came out of uh like all the team's records before he got there and then after they got there and they all were like insane uh uh rises in win percentage. I'm pretty sure the Hornets went up twenty twenty five wins. The Clippers didn't go up a ton of wins because they still had a good roster, obviously. Um then the Thunder obviously went to a new level, and now the Fiend- and the Suns went to a new level too. So, like, Chris Paul is just, like you said, he knows how to win, and he will get you there no matter what. Yeah. So. All right. My number five, Trey Young. Hey. I, right there with you. Uh, that's exactly that's my number got. five is Trey Young. Yep, Trey Young. I think he is – obviously, he's more scoring-focused right now, but – his passing has gotten better. He's getting a little better at taking care of the ball. Um, and I think he can score with the best of them, honestly. I mean, the man just gets buckets. He is probably the top, a top three shooting point guard in the league at this point, right there with Damon Steph. And he just, he just like, cares. You can just see it when he plays. He just wants to win. That's all he's worried about. He's not worried about making money. Obviously, he's worried about making money. But, like, that's not, like – you can tell his motivations are winning and winning only. Like the like the way that Hawks yeah. team is put together, it's put together around him to carry them, and he does, but like only to a certain extent. Like he he just like wills that team. Yeah, the the team is just better when Trey Young is on the court, and the team is better when he's you know when he's talking. Uh, he does a really good job at firing up the young guys with him. Uh, I mean. Just such, would think he's a veteran leader, but he's not even 24 yet, I don't believe. So, it's just insane to me that he's so wise as a player, but still so young, too. He has so much to learn, so much to improve on. He can't play any sort of defense, but that's okay, because they surround him with good defenders. Yeah, he doesn't have to. Yeah, he, he doesn't have to. He just uses all of his energy on offense, and it led them to, what was it, six games? Seven games of the Eastern Conference Finals, wasn't it? Gosh, dang it. No. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm not even It was five or six. Yeah. I'm, but they were in most of those games that they yes. lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they just weren't beating the Bucks. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, so, I mean, not a big deal. The it's not out there to say that the Hawks could compete for a finals appearance here, especially if Trey Young continues to develop and get better. Yep, I would say the only thing that legitimately stands in their way is the Bucks, just because the Bucks are like the ideal matchup for somebody that's going to take down the Hawks, right? Yeah, they have somebody that can guard every good Hawk score. So, yep, that's the only thing, and that's so. That's your number five, right? So we don't have to go into that. So my number four now. Uh, I have Chris Paul at number four. Okay. I know we've talked about the age thing, but I still think he just, like, you know, he just went to the finals and he does not look like he's slowing down. Um, so I, I've given him, I'd say he's probably got two, two more years in my top five and then he'll retire or he'll leave or just like get like slow down. But I, I still think like we talked about, he's still great at leading, great at facilitating, great at scoring the ball. He is just always somebody that if you're like if you're a GM trying to build a championship team from the ground up, you're thinking, okay, how can I get Chris Paul? Yeah, like that's something you would always be worried about if he is in the league and still producing at the radius. So, I can agree with that. That's fair. My number four is James Harden. Okay, there and, that is. Uh, you know he plays the point guard now for the Nets, and I mean mm-hmm. he averages what like. Tw- 20, 24, I think it was like 24, nine and nine or something like almost averaging a 25 point triple double. So good. He's James Harden, man. Like, do we really need to explain anything? Like, no, he's gotten better uh, in defense too, which is why I put him so high up on my list. You can tell, you can tell he's got scores around him in Kyrie, AD and uh, Blake Griffin because he puts more effort into defense now. He he just wants to be there defensively. Yeah, hundred percent. And I like we talked about. Like obviously, if I put James Harden on my list, I would I could make an argument in my own head that he would be number one. To be honest with you, like that's how good I think James Harden is. Yeah, because he's arguably the best ISO baller in the league. Very improved defender, great passer, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, shoots well, drives well. I mean he is so good. Like I like when he was in Houston, obviously he was good, all-star, superstar, right? I still didn't think he'd be as good as he is right now, even as he's gotten older. Yeah. Like he he's just shocked me every step of the way. I agree. So. All right. My number 3. Hang on, hang on, now. hang on, hang on. Oh. Let's uh let's just go through our list 10 through 4 real quick just to remind everybody because so, you know okay. alternating it's a little weird. Get confusing up. Yeah, so I'll start going from ten down to four. I've got Shea Gilgis Alexander, Kyle Lowry, Drew Holiday, John Morant, Chris Paul, Trey Young, and at number four, James Harden. Alright, and I've got ten through four, De'Aaron Fox at ten, Jamal Murray at nine, Kyrie Irving at eight, Drew Holiday at seven, John Morant at six, Trey Young at five, and Chris Paul at four. So right. our mid pack is pretty pretty consistent, pretty close. A lot of the same names. It's just yeah. a different. Do we just value a little, a little things order. differently? All right, give me that's your what, number. That's what I wanted th- to happen, though. Yeah, give me your number three, man. Luka Doncic. <laughs> oh, brother. I know where you have him. No, you don't. I already know. Where, maybe I don't. But listen, I know we have the same top three, right? It's probably undeniable yeah. that we have the same top three. Yeah, just different orders. I just think that 
Luca is just a step behind the other two guys. Not not even a full step. I just think that right now little baby step. Yeah, I just think that right now I would rather have one of the other two than Luca. So that's pretty much why I factored in him at three. Obviously he is pretty much a generational talent at this point, would you say? Oh yeah. Pretty close to it. It's not crazy to think that when it's all said and done, he could be the best player of all time. No, it's not. He will definitely need to find the winner's circle. Don't know if that'll ever happen, but I hope it does. But, yeah, yeah he does everything. But 21 years old, averaging 29, 9.5, and, and 9. Mm. Like, come on, man. Backpacking, too. Yeah. I think, like, I've seen a few tweets and videos the last couple of days kind of knocking him, just saying he'll, like, this, like comparing him to Russell Westbrook, saying he can never do it because he'll be about like he'll never be playing well with anybody i'm just like that doesn't really make sense to me because he doesn't had anybody Kristaps was a bust of a move at this point that's there's no denying that so like until we see luca within like a bradley beal or something we're not ever going to know what he what he can do yeah that's true um my number three i've got dame lillard yep i just think that he's stuck and really, all you get from him is scoring. Like, yeah, he can playmake, but what's the point in playmaking if your teammates aren't going to hit shots? You know what I mean? It's the same thing as De'Aaron. He's yeah. going to pass the ball, but nobody's going to hit it anymore, uh, Dame, which is insane. Yeah, it, it, but it, it's crazy to me that anywhere inside 32 feet, if Dame has the ball, you're like, okay, he'll probably hit this shot if he were to shoot it right now. He's, That's the wildest he's amazing. thing to me, too. He's He's such a good scorer, but he doesn't play any defense. And Luka doesn't play any defense either, but Dame's also not putting up nine and a half assists and nine boards a game like Luka is. Nope. So that's why I have Dame at three, and I'll just say it, I have Luka at two. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got Dame at two, so. So, yeah, a little flip-flop there. But I just think that all-around stat like stat sheet stat boarding for Luca to be able to average nine and a half assist with, in my opinion, a worse supporting cast than Dame. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a debate for another day. I don't know, but I think you're right. I I just think that it qualifies him as being better than Dame at this point. Now, don't get me wrong. Dame is exceptional. Dame is awesome. Dame wants to win and will win at all costs. We've seen it. He's been to the conference finals. And potentially the finals, if you if Yusuf Nurkic doesn't get injured during that series or before that CJ. series, whatever. They got to dump CJ, bro. That that thing, his situation is almost identical to Luca's now. Yeah, like he doesn't have a standout second piece. And Except the just... problem is, Luca's surrounded by people making no money, but Dame is surrounded by people making a lot making of money, a, and they aren't an good. Absurd amount of money. Yeah, absurd amounts of money. But all right, I think we know who number one's going to be. Yep. Right? I think we do. Ben Simmons. Yep, I got Ben Simmons at number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I got Curry at one, man. Me too. He's 32 after this last, points a game. Come bro, on, this last, man. This last year, like, obviously. Everybody Steph's thought he was going to fall off. Five. No. Even I kind of thought he might be 
I just thought that he would prove that he is not somebody to carry a team, right? I didn't think he'd be bad. I just think he would just it would just be like a thing. Okay, Steph can't carry a team. That's fine. Still top five point guard. But, but sure enough, he carried them to the play in. Backpacked, and they played well in that play in too. Yeah, I agree. That game was close. So yeah, Steph. I think it's undeniable. Steph's number one. I really don't think it's close. Yeah, it's like we not. talk about Luca. Luca and Dame are really good, but Steph is. There's something about him just is so much different. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at 32 points a game from him with a steal and a half a game, six assists, almost six boards. Like, 32, six, and six is a really good stat line, especially for Curry. He's a like, he's a small dude, and that's even more impressive about his steal numbers. I don't, like, he's never really been a huge defense guy, but the fact that he's clearly done something to get, to get there, a steal and a half is solid for anybody in the league, especially a point guard, so... I, think. I agree, and I mean, coming back it's off just... the injury, he only played five games in that nineteen twenty season. Yep. It's, yeah, it's insane to me that he came back with such a bang. I mean, shooting, what was it, 42% from three? Yeah, it was. Shooting 42% from three, almost a 50-40-90 club, just couldn't get there uh, for the overall field goal percentage. I think that's what that's what cements him and Dame as, like, the best true point guards, is that they are so efficient from three. Yeah. It's and they don't get cold either is what's also crazy. Like they may miss like ten, fifteen shots throughout a game, but if you know you know if that game's close and it's late in the fourth quarter, they're hitting the shot. Like it does not matter what they did prior to the that moment. Yep, I agree. So they don't call them mm. the human torch for nothing. That's right. And I don't even like Steph that much, but it's just so I don't either. It's just so undeniable, man. Like you he took over last season and he I hope he does so this year. After that finals where Toronto beat Golden State and I actually got to see a, a, a fatty roster of amazing players and Steph just being the undeniable best player in that series, mm-hmm. yep. I, I gained respect for him. I, I thought he was a fraud before that, I'm not going to lie to you. But sure enough, he got it done. And I've got nothing but love for him now. He's an outstanding player. Unanimous MVP. 100%. Multiple times scoring champion, probably, if they still had scoring champions. Uh, and th- yeah, he's just uh, overall a player. No finals MVPs, uh, but, yeah, you know. I, I will say, I think that series against the Raptors is what helped him learn how to win, or, like, try to win by himself, because Clay hurt, KD hurt, Draymond sucks. To be fair, so KD just... went out in game six. But he wasn't himself, though, was he? Or was he averaging good numbers that year? Oh, that I, have, I have no clue. All I could all I could focus on was Mark Gasol, Pick and Pops, top of the key. He made every single one of them. It felt like Mark Gasol's peak. Not actually, but it was pretty insane how felt how fall he has fallen since that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think that like adversity, having to try and win with people that weren't at their best, kind of helped him learn to like. Okay, this is how. Like he, like he knows that, like at that point, he has to make less mistakes. He has to hit more shots. So it's, I think that 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 situation helped him, and just losing helped him, right? I mean, they yeah. went on a finals run that is one of the best ever. It's gonna be just like one of those insane dynasty runs. So, I think it was almost good for him to go in there, lose, and then go into a rebuild almost with his team. Yep, I agree. So, I can't wait to see what the Warriors do with Clay and Steph back. I'm worried about him. I'm worried about I'm worried about Clay. 
Yeah, I am too, but... Because that was two different injuries, dude. That's, what's, that's what bothers me about it. Yeah. Like, it'd be one thing if he snapped his Achilles twice. Wouldn't be a good thing, obviously, but the fact that he snapped his Achilles... But the fact that he then... now has two vulnerable Ooh. parts instead of just yeah. one... That's what I'm saying, dude. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't either. But hey, if he just has to stand in the corner and hit threes, he'll still be elite at it. That's why I think Wiggins is essential for that team, to be honest yeah. with you. Because that makes Clay just simply worry about shooting, which is fine. He's great at it. One of the best yeah. at it. So, like, why not just leave him over there? Yeah. So, let's talk about something real quick. Since we mentioned the Ben Simmons meme right there, and I said Draymond Green's name, did you see Kendrick Perkins' yes. statement yesterday? Yeah, where he said that Ben Simmons was just nothing but a worse Draymond Green. Or a more athletic Draymond Green is what he said. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's currently not incorrect, I don't think. I think people are giving Ben Simmons way too much hate. He is is elite. He is. He had one bad playoff run, and everybody's trying to dump him off to China. He is an elite player. He has elite playmaking. He has elite defense. So what? He can't score the ball. Half of the starting point guards in the league can't score the ball. You're not wrong. I just think that it's a sort of correct statement currently. Just currently. Well, people and wait, people wait, also wait. people also undervalue Draymond Green like he wasn't one of the most important members on the Okay, Warriors so what team. I was going to say is I think it's incorrect just cuz I don't think Draymond's that good anymore. Well, anymore. But if we're yeah, talking like if we're talking like 2 or 3 years ago Draymond Green, that statement is very correct, right? Pretty yeah. Because Draymond's playmaking and defense were very good for a six-six power forward. I mean, yeah. and like you said, he is he is a cornerstone of those teams. I remember the first Cle- the first year they played Cleveland, he scored. He was averaging like twenty through the first two or three yeah. games. He's he's the jack of all trades. He yep. He's efficient at everything, but excels at none. So it's just like he can literally fit anywhere. He was almost like the OG do it all guy. For like yeah. 2010s, yeah. 2010s era here. So we'll not we're not in that era anymore, obviously. But you know what I mean. You yeah. caught the drift. Yeah, I caught it. But anyway, guys, that is our that is our twelfth episode of the Press Breaker Podcast. Top ten point guards. We had a pretty similar list, I'd say. Middle of the pack guys were pretty pretty consistent. Pretty much everywhere was consistent except ten and nine. Yep. And but even those guys we had around our, our honorable mentions though, so yeah. we're still we were still on the same page. I liked that though because usually when me and you create a list, we're kind of going off each other and have similar things. But I liked that because now we have we have more something more different to get into, more to dissect a little bit. Yeah, I uh, I agree. And if you wanted to, we could do this again next week with another position. You want to spin the wheel for what position it is? Oh, let's spin the wheel. I'm I'm pulling it up right now. Okay, but anyway, you're not doing point guard. Yeah. So while you're pulling that up, uh, just follow us on the social guys at press underscore breaker. Uh, follow me on Twitter at arsonxl. Follow Garrett Garrett underscore how underscore I think something like that. And uh, follow all you need to know. Follow their socials. Don't really talk to Quinn much as of right now, but I'm sure they're doing great things over there for the brand. And uh. Yeah, guys, I do have to talk to Gert a little bit, but I think some Press Breaker Podcast merchandise isn't too far away. 
I don't think it is either. So, so be thinking about that, guys. Great way to support us if you choose to do so. And if you have your own list of top 10 point guards, send them over to us on Twitter, and we'll respond to it. We'll dissect it. We'll, we'll tell you what we like about it, what we don't like about it. All right. Do you want to know what position we're doing? What position are we doing? Power forward. Ooh, power forward. Not bad. I'll be, tell you. This could be spicy. I'll tell you. Who, speaking of spicy, I'll tell you who's not making my top ten. Spicy P. <laughs> no, nah, bro, get him out of here. Get him out of Toronto. I'll be honest. I can't think of ten power forwards that are good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be fun. We'll see y'all next week. Stay safe. Watch the show. Just do it. Just watch our show. Just like it. Favorite it. Save it. Do whatever you gotta do. They can't watch it. What? You said watch the show. They can't watch oh. it. Oh. Get out of here. Listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see y'all.